The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I've never been to California to do anything but get in the airplane and get out of town. And so, I don't know, California's way down my list of places I want to visit because the people there are, not all the residents, but government, the way, they're just crazy. It's something. I was there two weeks ago. I did a you voted, com- I, I know, I saw tour. some of your Facebook stuff. It looked <laughs> yeah. fun. It was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm back. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> see, yeah, I would go. There are just way, way a ton of places in America on the planet that I have not been that I would go. I'd go back to Austin, Texas before I'd go to California. Really? Yeah. Huh. I never had more food fun in America than going there. Nice. My my biggest food fun of course is Vietnam. Yeah, and yeah, as, that's partially the As soon as this today. baloney stops, we're going back. So <laughs> Yeah, I might be with so, you on that one. I don't know to talk to uh, Yeah. Man, talk to Tan. Yeah, that Yeah. Be, you'd love he's got some he's got some tours already set up. Uh, for uh, later this year, that's I can hardly wait. Yeah. Absolutely, go back. Absolutely. So, how that? Uh, those of you who maybe missed me talking about him, because I did talk about you. Oh, you did. Sean McManus <clears throat> is my guest in the kitchen. Maybe you recognize his voice. He's here. His food is here, and it is awesome. And it, it looks like egg rolls, but it isn't. Uh, it, it is egg rolls. It's kind it's of an a egg roll. different style. Yeah. It's, oh. Uh, oh, I thought it was just a similar looking egg roll. But what do you call it? You didn't say egg rolls. You called it something else. Uh, lumpia, lumpia, which is uh, yeah. Filipino, basically Filipino egg rolls. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. Gosh, those <laughs> those Filipinos know how to make really tasty food. I'm that they you. do. That they do. That's, <laughs> what's in that? Uh, so what I did was. Um, I did a consomme with duck, so basically oh. made a clarified duck. broth. Okay. And uh, I used the strainings, which is the duck, the maripois, the onions, carrots, celery, some bay leaf, uh, there's some ginger in there, some parsley. And when making the broth, you would then strain it and clarify everything. And I just, utilizing leftovers instead of discarding that, decided why don't I just throw some Filipino egg rolls together with it, spice them up, and... Uh, Roll them up and, yeah. and, and make a night of it. And they, and they actually went pretty fast. I, I was trying different techniques on rolling. And, and uh, I was looking, at, <laughs> looking on the Internet going, okay, so what's the best way to do this? You know? and, and I found my little niche on it, and I just kept Really? Rolling. You roll them differently than you roll a tortilla? Um, it's very, very similar. Is it? Okay. It, it, all right. You're, look, you're looking at a square piece rather than around there. Oh, all right. And you basically put down, and you only put a little bit. That's what's cool about those particular lumpias is you only need like a tablespoon, tablespoon and a half of ingredients, rather it be vegetables, rather it be a meat. They don't put like vermicelle noodles. They don't use rice typically in their lumpia. Okay. So it's it's a meat and vegetable combination. Oh, man, it's delicious. And they're really awesome. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed. Oh, yeah, are you kidding? I 
I hope everybody else looks in and says, ooh, that looks scary. I'm not going to because I'll eat the rest of those in a heartbeat. Glad you like those. Those are really, really good. How do you? Where do you find these? this kind of – I mean, I know you haven't been to the Philippines unless you were in the service. So how did you find recipes that are as crazy as some of the ones you bring in here? You know, believe it or not, um, it just goes back from memory trying things when I grew up in California. Oh, this right? particular recipe was uh, – sort of an ex-girlfriend who was Filipino, and Ah. she would make them. And I said, these are the best egg rolls I've ever had. Yeah, that's way up there. Although, if uh, Tan Pham is listening, your mom makes awesome, killer egg rolls. And these are right there. These are different. So, you know, so they're different, but right up there. Her An Pham makes the best egg rolls I've ever eaten in my life. Even yeah. in Vietnam, and I ate a bunch of egg rolls in <laughs> Vietnam, and I uh, I told her, you know, your egg rolls right here in America, God, they are so good. She makes them for fundraisers and stuff, and I'm I'm always in for twenty or thirty dollars <laughs> for the egg rolls. Oh, absolutely, a couple of dozen, you know, they they thought great, they're delicious. So yeah, I've had her spring rolls at oh, uh, I think yeah. it was the Kane Street uh, Hunger Task Force fundraiser, sure, sure. and it was like. How many more of these can we get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Tom makes those. In fact, he has cooking classes for uh, Cuisine Adventure Tours. They make spring rolls. Yeah. That's tasty yeah, that's stuff. That's fantastic. That's tasty. So lumpia this is. Lumpia, a yeah. Filipino egg roll. Filipino egg roll. And, you know, it's it's still kind of chilly out. Um, my mind's moving These will warm you right up, yeah. <laughs> well, and, uh, uh, you don't use a tortilla. You're using what? What are you, what are you wrapping these in? Well, you know, you, you, you want to be particular, I guess, with these. So they have what's called lumpia wrappers. Oh, really? specific to the oh. Philippines. Um, they're actually fairly hard to find right now. I had to go with an alternative. Uh, and these ones are similar. They're just a little more difficult to work okay, with. Okay, so you get them online or maybe you'd find them at the co-op, but you're not going to find them at your local grocery store. You actually can. I would oh, look really? in the frozen department. Fro- frozen? In yeah. the okay. oriental section. Okay. Um, let, All them, right. let the wrappers thaw out really nice. You don't want them to be too moist because then they're really hard to peel apart. They're, I mean, they're not paper thin, but they're pretty close, close to Close, yeah. And have your your hands either in a little bit of flour or cornstarch when you're peeling them apart. Okay. And that's pretty much the hardest part about the recipe <laughs> is peeling, peeling the packet. The wrappers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that makes sense. But, um, yeah, they're really fun. And, you know, it, it's it's still chilly out. My mind's in spring. And, it's you know, we're getting in the kitchen together, families and friends. And this is a fun project for groups to do. And I thought that making a, a consomme to start to have a nice broth that I could use for either Vietnamese pho or other soups in the house. And then I'm looking at all my ingredients going, I don't, I, normally I discard this, you know, because I clarified the consomme. <laughs> That's funny. You know, yeah. So I, I was like, no, I'm not discarding. This you got to figure out something else to do with it. It tastes <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. So I, yeah. I in, in, the, in, <laughs> in the recipe I submitted, it's really simple, too. It, you're adding some of the sweet chili sauce. You know, and if you want to spice it up, you can put some red chili flake in there. Right. And, Use uh, sriracha or something. You've got sure. three different choices. Is the the uh, the brown one, is that the the uh, a broth that you made that we were just talking about? What no, is that? So I went with three different dipping sauces. I went with a ponzu, which is a citrus soy sauce. You can, oh, you right, soy sauce. Right. That's why it's dark. Okay. You know, you could do like a low-sodium soy sauce with that okay. and add lime and lemon to it. That's, you know, that's fine. That's, sure, yeah, sure. Maybe some chives for garnish. That's a very popular dipping sauce. And then you have your sweet chili sauce, which is pretty traditional for either lumpia or regular egg roll dipping sauces. And then I went with a sambal olek, which is basically a sriracha but in the raw form. So it's the 
you know, it's everything. It's, the, it's chunky. Yeah, it's it, picante. It's everything. It's everything but the stem, right? All right, all right. That's good, too. Well, you know me. I like spicy, so so you'd have to be, if you're if you're afraid of spicy, you maybe should start in the middle. Exactly, yeah. I Just saw you blowing your nose there. <laughs> yeah, it definitely made my to. nose run, but it was tasty. Yeah, it's really fun, and, and and then you get the broth. I mean, that's kind of the award is you you have this clarified broth that's just it's fortified and it's and what just, do you do with it? I you can make soups, you can add meat. It's an to ingredient. It. Okay, yep, so it's an ingredient. All right, so all it's right. just like any broth that you would use for your soups. Ooh, adding it to soup because it's still well, and the weather's been so crazy. It's it may be soups season all the way through March. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, there's, let's uh, hope not. And then, well, you know, it, <laughs> I heard 50 degrees somewhere. Next 47 week. on Sunday, <laughs> but you, you know, then it's going to snow on Tuesday. So right. don't be getting out your bathing suit and your <laughs> surfboard on Sunday when it's 47, because you'll be shoveling again. <laughs> uh, uh, and in my experience uh, of living here in Lacrosse for 37 years, uh, the boys' high school basketball tournament has to get well beyond us and the calendar uh, because mm. there are. Rarely, at least my experience is, rarely is there a big fat snowstorm after the boys' basketball tournament. But right before it, sometimes during it, or immediately after it, right in that period of time, there is uh, there's a big fat snowstorm. Mm, right okay. after my, you, know, you can look at the calendar. When does Mount Lacrosse close? Tuesday. All right, Wednesday <laughs> it's going to snow. On. And when do they close the snowmobile trails? Monday? All right, Tuesday night it's going to snow a ton. Right after you can't do anything with it uh, is the time where Mother Nature is going to give us a big pile of it. Right, right. And it'll be Snowman City because there's nothing else to do with it. Yeah, and then, and then Mountain Cross is then reopening. And yeah, yeah. So the polar plunge is coming up. Uh, we can right. hope for good weather for that, right? Right. Well, this will definitely, when you get out of the river, uh, and you want to warm up, you could have one of these with some of that uh, sriracha dipping sauce. You certainly could. That would yeah. warm you right up. That will warm up the goosebumps that you have. Yeah, and what's great about these is you don't necessarily have to fry them. I mean, you can bake Did them. Did you deep fry these? I, I Yeah, I deep fried them in, okay. in duck fat, actually, because okay. I, I had some duck fat. But, um, yeah, I, I would deep fry them and then strain them then, and then uh, you can finish them in the oven or you can refry them as well. The, the important thing about making egg rolls, to me at least, is – after you make them, you I, I sprinkle them with a little bit of cornstarch, and then I freeze them separately. So I'll put them like on a half sheet pan. Okay. Put them in my freezer. Make sure they're separated until they're frozen, and then bag them together. Oh, uh, okay. Because Otherwise, they stick it, together. I'm sure. Is, these are really sticky. So yeah. You you get one egg roll if if you do it. The, one giant glump of yes, egg. Yes, exactly. Roll. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So, uh, that I, and Kent, are they gonna? Well, obviously, a fried thing will taste different than a baked thing. But are people going to take taste a baked one and say, eh, this is no good. I like <laughs> you know, I, I like them both ways. Yeah. Yeah, I like them both ways, and especially if I'm, you know, being more conscious of health uh, in terms of baking. But, no, they come out pretty good. All yeah. Right. So there's not I'm curious about it for two reasons. A, health is, you know, I want to be healthy, but uh, I'm not using skim milk instead of heavy cream in a recipe. <laughs> you know, I'm not cutting every single corner. Sure. And I would, I would not make the if it's deep fry them or don't eat them. I can't make them. I don't have a deep fryer. But if I could treat them on the outside with, well, you know, I have a, about a quart of duck fat left in my refrigerator. <laughs> That's gold. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. I was kidding. Uh, uh, if I could treat them with something and then bake them, 
and they'd still be delish, I would do that. Sure. Mostly can, because I don't yeah. have a deep fryer. Yeah, yeah. You can you can wipe them with, like, canola oil or grape I could, oil. I, maybe I could fry. Because they're skinny, I could kind of sort of pretend deep fry them in my chicken fryer. I've got a fry pan that's about three, has, is about three inches deep. So I could put enough oil in there to, to submerge these. Sure, sure. That uh, they're great in air fryers as well. If you, oh, if I you got an air those. fryer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd be, oh, you'd be well, hey, 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 hey. There we go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. And so <laughs> you just finish them and put them in an air fryer. You don't also have to, you know, wipe them down with some kind of fat before you put them in an air fryer? No, you certainly don't. Um, oh. an- another little trick, too, that I that I better mention here is when yeah. you're rolling these, you, you either want to use a little bit of water around the edges or a little bit of egg wash. You know, can't have a finger or brush. Yeah, so it folds it's up It's interesting. Nice. They'd rather stick to you than themselves. That's true. When you get it all rolled up. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Cooley Region Cook Sean McManus, our guest in the kitchen. We made ponzu, which is kind of a Filipino egg roll. Or lumpia. Oh, what's ponzu? Oh, Pan- ponzu is, is the sauce. sauce. Yep, ponzu yep. is the sauce. Lumpia, a Filipino egg roll. They're really, really good. Did you include? You gave me. You sent me a stack of uh, recipes. Oh yeah, there it is. All right, good. So any of you who want the recipe, uh, get in touch with me and I'll hook you up. Yeah, and then I think I sent a video link as well um, for rolling techniques. Because right. I a- didn't watch the video. I just got the recipes and printed them out. Perfect. I didn't want to get stuck. I didn't want to get my computer wrapped up into something and then not be able to unhook it. All right, a little business. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooking with Sean McManus. Sorry, I was trying to swallow so you wouldn't hear me slurping. Because, man, these are good. Paul, if you want the recipe, I got the recipe. You can make a copy of it. You can't have this one. Smart Alec. Because he'd say, great, thanks, and then hit the road. Oh, sure he would. <laughs> I only see him once a month. Then he gets the call. What else can you put in that? Yeah, 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 no kidding. Well, and, and how, how often do you make food, whether it's for an event or just for your house or for Cooley Region cooks, that work really well like this? The original recipe calls for duck or whatever. I'm guessing there's an awful lot of people right now listening at home saying, yeah, but, you know, I'm only going to have duck if somebody knocks on my door. My If my brother-in-law shoots a duck and shares it with me, otherwise I don't have duck. <laughs> right, right. So how often do you substitute something that you can get? And if the substitution is an okay deal, how do you decide what to substitute from duck? Because I don't want it to taste that much different. Right. Um, you know, it's it's... I think lumpia and egg rolls are, to me, what I would call a craving food. Ah. So if I <laughs> if I had some pork or some ground beef, um, you know, getting getting in some of that sweet chili sauce, getting some ginger in there, and just adding those, you know, those potentially some of the maybe teriyaki that you have in the refrigerator door, getting some of those nice oriental flavors mixed in with leftovers. That that's what this lumpia is really all about. It's like I made a consomme soup. And then didn't want to discard my ingredients. So, um, you know, using things inside your refrigerators is, is what this is about. And since it's okay. kind of tedious to roll them, it's about getting the family together, getting the kids in the kitchen, and really having fun with it. You know, we're doing egg roll night, you know, and having yeah. numerous sauces. Everybody gets to make their own, and it'll be fun. Sure, yeah, and have right. fun with it. Well, that makes sense. Using leftovers, which is something I do all the time. 
using ground ingredients. So let's, let's say you bought a rotisserie chicken or you made a rotisserie chicken, whatever it may be. You know, chop it up really fine so that you want that them smaller pieces. You can do anything with that. You can do vegetables. You can just, you know, do any uh, ground beef, pork, whatever. You, what do you really like on that? Are you still doing uh, cooking classes? I am. Um, I'm doing a lot of in-home privates right now. We've steered sure, a little bit. Makes complete sense these yeah. days with COVID. Keeping my numbers um, a little bit lower. So we're doing a max of 12 with a minimum of six. And then we've okay. also been doing what we call romantic or couples uh, in-home private classes. Oh. Um, it's a it's a three-course meal, but it's in sample form. And then we do a chef's choice appetizer before the class. It averages about 65, and it can go up to about 75 per person. But it's full oh. hands-on instructions. Uh, you're getting a four-course, three-course three with an appetizer. And awesome. it's just that experience, recipes, uh, knife skills. So we're, we're doing a lot of those, actually. In my fun. house. You come to my house. Come right to your house. You okay. don't need anything. We bring the we bring the knives, the cutting boards, the tools, was, the That's pans. funny because I was just going to ask, <laughs> have you ever gone into somebody's kitchen and thought, uh-oh, this guy doesn't. This, this, you know, Chicago cutlery is a great place to start back when you were first married but you're 65 now you're supposed to have to upgrade oh. you know. yeah we don't we you don't bring your really, own yeah we bring everything and, and you know the the experience of learning and and eating and not needing to clean up is also right. part of our services so yeah we right. take care of that make <laughs> sure that the kitchen's uh you sure. know, better than the way we walk that in. makes sense that makes sense and really we just need your range top your oven and some counter space and those are the three things that we ask cool. and then uh you know some uh, imagination that's fun and the couples thing is it literally one couple or can four two couples uh have a class in you know my house my romantic couple thing that you were talking about well we we have the two-person couple and then yep. and then and then we do a minimum of six. Oh, okay so, so it's it a goes from two pricing. to six okay, right got it, right got it. so it's got the it. romantic or the couple <clears throat> right and then and and we've done father daughter we've done mother son oh. uh so those type things sure, and that's a sure. little bit different on However pricing it it, it's a little bit longer typically when there's two people uh, there's more instruction, more hands-on, more knife skills, sanitation, safety, yep. cooking techniques. So it's a little longer. So there's a little price difference there. And then, you know, 6 to 12. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember the name of the knife. I got a I got a cheese knife for Christmas. And I thought, awesome. I, I don't really need a cheese knife, but this one is very different than the one I have that my dad gave me a million years ago. It's uh, it's it has holes in it, and it has one side is serrated a little bit. It's guaranteed sharp forever, and if you ever need it resharpened, send it back to the company, and they will sharpen it for you for free, and give it back to you. And and I looked it up online, and it was super expensive. Hmm. And I thought, wow, someone, someone loves me. They spend a hundred dollars on a cheese knife, and gosh, you know the name. As soon as you, you know, at about 10.05, I'll think of it. I mean, 11.05, I'll think of it. Because uh, it was a real simple, simple name. Yeah. God, it was, you know, upgrading your cutlery. When I when I, I show people, see that, that pan that I just made dinner in? Yeah, it was a $200 pan. Uh, but you should know it's 15 years old. It looks brand new, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That kind of, one at a time. You don't need to buy $500 worth of a kitchen upgrade. Buy them one at a time. Buy a, a good chef's knife or a Chanticoo or, you know, buy them one at a time so they're manageable. And the difference 
in your cooking experience will be dramatic. I agree, and that's usually my same advice is to just, you know, and think about the personal facts of it. Is that pan heavy? Feel these things when you when you go to purchase. Sir, can I, can I please have you or ma'am? take that out of the package so I can yeah. feel that knife and that sort of thing so you're comfortable and you're safe with it. That's usually my advice. And and, right. and, and it's not always the amount of money per se. It's sometimes the hardness oh. of the steel. Absolutely. Or absolutely. is the cast iron pan too heavy for your wrist? Can you yeah. see walking around right. the kitchen with it? And you're absolutely hot? right. I didn't mean to, uh, to, to uh, infer that you can only get good cutlery by spending 100 bucks or more or good uh, pans, pots and pans, by spending a ton of money. Uh, look at the uh, uh, the uh, not ingredients of a pan, but the the uh, manufacturer. Turn it over and see how much, uh, whether it's a copper bottom or whether it's cast iron, what kind. Look at uh, look look at the quality of that. It might be a, not a name brand, and because uh, you're going to spend more for a Cuisinart thing than you're going to spend for Fred's thing. Right, right. It might be exactly the same. Might be made by the same company. Very true. Yeah, and and more often than not, um, you know, your quality is going to be a little bit more expensive. So keep that in mind. Right. You know, moving right. forward, if you if it's too good to be true, it is. And uh, although I I don't want to disparage Chicago cutlery because they got a ton of kitchens away from plastic knives and forks. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what, you will be. And if I know you're thinking, it's just fine for me. It works perfectly <laughs> for me. And you're absolutely right. It works. You sharpen it every single day because it doesn't hold an edge. And if you replace any of those, replace your chef's knife with a good one or put it on your Christmas list. That's how I yes, explain it. Yes. How, how, how could you possibly spend $200 on a, on a pan? I didn't. Santa brought it. Yeah. I wouldn't have spent 200 bucks on a pan. Santa gave that to me. Oh, how did you spend 100 bucks on a cheese knife? I didn't. Santa gave it to me. Yeah, exactly. Put those on the list because yeah. somebody out there loves you and wants you to have a better experience in the kitchen so they don't have to hear you yell and scream when they're out in the other room, uh, you know, opening Christmas presents, and they hear you grumpy because everything's stuck. <laughs> and by the way, it well, is supposed to stick. Yeah, yeah. It is possible, just saying, it is possible to make a cast iron pan a non-stick pan just like that. You just have to know how to do it. Look at a couple of YouTube videos and then practice because I may, I may never buy another non-stick pan. I have one. I probably won't ever buy because I use cast iron most of the time, whether it's non-stick or I want it to stick because I want those crunchy bits. You just treat the pan a little differently. And then you can drop it in the oven if you're finishing whatever that is in the oven. Same deal. That's the beauty of it. Cast yeah. iron, baby. That's the way to go. A little business, and we'll be right back. All right, so we're, we're just sharing stories about cast iron. Highly, highly recommend cast iron pots. Most of Pans. Fried Check pans. second-hand stores. <laughs> I was yeah. so lucky yesterday. I was in Sparta at a resale store. Yeah. And it was one that had, had ridges in it. And I was like, ooh, that would be great for steaks. And... Yeah, yeah, I own like six or seven currently, but, you know, you, you can never have enough. You never have too many because they're yeah. all different. Oh, I got a square one. I've got a four-inch, a six-inch, an eight-inch, a ten-inch, <laughs> yeah. a twelve-inch. They're all round, and they all have the little pour spout on the edge, and they all weigh a ton, and they're all in really good shape, and I take really good care of them. 
but I don't have a square one. Exactly. I don't have one with ridges. Yeah, right, right. Because, right. you know, there's going to be a reason I need one with ridges. Yeah, Why? Exactly. I don't know, but I'm going <laughs> to buy it's it gonna anyway. Yeah. I'm going to figure out a way to yeah. use it. It would be, uh, you know, keep bacon from sticking to the bottom. I don't know, something. Sure. I would yeah. do that. When you the know, price is right, you know, those, these are things if you take care of them. They're going to last you a lifetime. And, so. yeah, that absolutely. makes sense. Cast iron will last forever, and they're so easy. Once you get it into good shape, so easy to keep that way. Right. As yeah. long as they're not too heavy for you. If you can't pick it up, then I get it. That's yeah, why you don't have a, a cast iron That's the thing, pan. yeah. But, uh, and frying also is, you know, it can be a little bit tricky with those. I mean, they do distribute heat really nicely, but then now you have to pour it out or, right. you know, whatever the case may be. Oh, yeah, it yeah. can be a little tricky, and I actually fried those in, in my cast iron. I'm able to control that temp a little bit better, and that's sort of the way, reason right. I did that. But now I'm going to put a lid on that cast iron pan and then reuse that sure. oil. All the same juice that's it. in there, yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. Here's something that, uh, that I, I learned from a video that I was watching the other day. You probably, while we're talking about tips, is uh, we were this guy did a little video and he was browning something four things four pork chops and he was doing them two at a time and he said now you put the pork chop in two two at a time three minutes or two minutes on this side flip them over you see the brown crusty that's what you want two minutes take them out grab the other two do not put the next two cold fry uh, uh, pork chops in the same spot that you just had those two pork chops. Because the fry pan, even if it's cast iron, is a different temperature. So these two pork chops go like this, and the other two pork chops go over here like this because they're hot. That that part of the pan is hotter. Never occurred to me. And as soon as he said it out loud, I thought, well, that's why it takes longer for the second (laughs) two to brown because it's a colder pan, you big dummy. Never even occurred to me until I heard him say that out loud. What it, it, the simplest things you figure out? It really is. Or I'm, are told. So even if you're a really old cook, you can learn something new from somebody else. And and that's Super the simple. beauty of cooking. It yeah. really is. And you know that that stuff you were talking about on the bottom of the pan. Now they call it fond. And fond. That's you, yeah, fond. And and that's yeah. usually what you want to either deglaze with to create your oh. natural jus. Right, right. Or or simply scrape it off. That way you can go ahead and throw those pork chops back in. You know, so scrape. Yeah, don't throw it away, because those crispy those bits. Those are goodies. Those oh, are put those baby. back in the jus. Yeah, oh yeah. baby, those crispy bits uh, will be consumed. I think that's the love in the recipe. Actually, Absolutely. I think that's the love. Yeah, the love, love the little crispy love bits. When, yeah. When you ask Grandma what's in that, and she says the love, love. it's like, does that mean fond? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny because I would have, if you'd have said, Mike, what's fond? I would have said, I don't know, the short version of food you cook on a stick in a hot pot. Fondue, you know, I don't know. I never, I'm not sure I probably heard the word, but I, I did not know that the crispy bits in the bottom of a fry pan is fond. Yeah, yeah. F-O-N-D? It's, yeah, right, yeah, okay. exactly, yeah. All right, I learned something. That's good stuff, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you have that jus, if you already have a jus or whatever, you know, just even a broth or a consomme, Yeah. boom, hit it right on that fond and then scrape the bottom, and there's your pan sauce. Right, well, yeah. and it's a real easy way to make your... Uh, halfway homemade au jus because you didn't you didn't buy a can or a, a container of au jus. You're gonna make your own. You don't have enough, but you've you've got uh, some beef stock or something. Then throw the fond in with that to bring the flavor. So you've got some refrigerator door ingredients 
and some fresh pork chop ingredients all in the same, or steak ingredients, all in the same au jus, and it's way better. Yep, yum. Wasn't And it didn't come all from the store or from a shelf. Exactly. Good, good stuff. All right, what, what kind of classes are you, do you teach similar, I mean, is it the same class all the time, or are you get, do you get wacky requests, or do you have a list? Here you go, pick, you, you're, you're going to bring eight people to a class, here are the, here's the list of things that we can learn how to cook. Yeah, so um, basically I always ask first, is there any particular subject that the group has in mind? Um, and, and if they're, you know, if they're confused or just don't know, then I do have lists of popular classes that we've had oh, in the sure, past. Sure. Uh, some could be um, sushi rolling classes. We also do spring rolls with that, which is also kind of a knife skills class, so that's a combo. Um, homemade pasta, where we do homemade um, pasta from scratch, doing the well style. Oh. Yeah, yum. And rolling that out, sometimes without rollers, uh, sometimes by hand. Really? And creating, like, pappardel noodles or uh, raviolis, uh, doing different tricks with that. So pasta, and then we make two sauces with that. Uh, we have Mexican class. Um, if you're into hosting and you want to have appetizer parties at, at your home, we have an appetizer Holy class. Do where you we really? make five different ones. Really? With garnishes and All right, well, charcuterie boards. And <laughs> yeah, charcuterie boards? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Char- said, char- I saw this board, video, yeah. charcuterie board. That looked yeah. really Really good. Yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid <laughs> of sharks. You, you'll be all right. Oh, well, that shark. So, what kind of appetizers? I'm real interested in. In uh, what kind of appetizers do you make? So, in you know, that finger class? foods are now being so popular between grazing boards, shark coochie boards, all these <laughs> different things. Um, I would say some of the more popular ones is. Um, like your canapes. So being able to make your own cracker out of bread or cracker using flour and yeast and, and creating, um, you know, just some crustinis and that sort of thing where you're... Oh, sure, sure. Breads and, and sauces and dips and spreads, that sort of things become popular. Um, and, and they're very, very simple to do. And How many people look you right in the eye and thought, make my own crackers? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the poor Keebler elves are going to starve. What do you mean? And then they find out it's so simple, and they're so delicious, and so easy to change. Because this real simple garlic you know, butter cracker tastes delicious. Yeah. Next time yeah. you can make it with other ingredients, and it's just as crispy and delicious, different flavor. Absolutely. Um, two of the most popular ones that— You'll never buy chicken in a basket no. crackers again, yeah. ever. <laughs> No, because we can make them. Yeah. And what's great is, is you have, you know, like your your yeast that you that you think's maybe going bad because it's been sitting in your, you know, your cupboard for too yep. long. That's how you make crackers. You just take the yeast powder, you fold it into the flour, fold in your cheese, and you're making a dough using the dry yeast. You're not adding any water and waiting for proofing and all this other right. jazz. That you don't want them to super, rise. Yeah, no, and 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 then they they do as you know as they hit that heat, rather it be in a cast iron pan or in the oven. Um, that's a great one. Another one that's so simple that I just I don't know. It's a secret. I let it out. Anybody listening here? Just you um, and me, pal. Just you so, me. so like your six grain breads, and you take a little cookie cutter, yeah. and you cut four or five small pieces out of the bread. Get save the heel for croutons yeah. or whatever it may be. The birds, and then just put your thumb in the middle, make little indentations, yeah. bake it at three fifty for eight minutes. Yeah. Here you have crackers. Really, pipe in some cream cheese, maybe with a little into bit that of that dent into the dent. So you didn't need to roll them flatter. Or Nothing anything. like just, this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just use your ah. thumb. And I learned that from a chef in in California. He had these canapes. 
and they were the most popular appetizer on the menu. I knew that because I always saw them at every event. You know. Yeah, sure. Jason Cordes, he was the uh, he was the private chef for Bill Clinton when he came into town. Really, the gentleman I trained under, and yeah. he had these so simple. And I said, these are great. You know, what, what's this about? What's and he said, the deal. Yeah, he said you're in school now, but but we'll eventually get you in the kitchen. So I want you to learn the front of the house first. Yeah. I'm like, what is this recipe? Ah. And then I found out that it was indentations of a wheat bread that he cut <laughs> out with <laughs> you know funny. ring molds, yeah. and it was the best canopy that I ever had. So that's that's my secret, and everyone knows. Yeah. But it's so easy, and I don't really have any secrets. So enjoy it. Well, and I'm curious. Does that trick work for all kinds of different kinds of bread? Absolutely. Um, I've done it with Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. I've well, cut I'm, Hawaiian you know, rolls. right away yeah. I'm thinking, uh, you know, if you want to make chicken in a basket, I suppose you can use white bread uh, or just plain wheat bread. But I'm all about the more junk, more stuff in your bread, the, the tastier it's going to end up being. And my, if I make a chicken sandwich, it's not just bread and butter and chicken and a piece of provolone. I got all kinds of whatever I can think of that's in there. What's the sauce? Oh, it's it it used, I, I didn't have it salad. Uh, it's a salad dressing, a Caesar salad dressing. I mix a little mustard and a little tapatio. Hey, there we go. I like that. You stir that all together. Man, this is really good. How'd you how'd you where'd you find that recipe? I didn't. I just opened the refrigerator and said, "Ooh, Caesar dressing. Yum. Ooh, tapatio. Yum. Oh, butter." Okay, yum. And, and you know you're cleaning the fridge while you're doing that. Right. So that's... And pretty soon you're throwing a <laughs> bottle away, and there isn't enough in the bottom of that bottle to use for a salad. So, But you don't want to throw it away because a tablespoon of Caesar dressing is uh, still going to be good for something. A few meals. Yeah. Could be some dipping sauces yum, for something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Utilize that fridge. That's something on my agenda today is to get in there. And My roommate calls it smorgasbord time. Oh, yeah. is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, let's get Sean in the in the refrigerator and see if we can clean right. it and utilize it. Well, and as often as not, I think to myself, I'm going to the grocery store tomorrow or day after tomorrow. I better make some room for what I'm going to bring home because right now I've got 11 different can- uh, containers of leftover yesterday, something or leftover the day before that, or whatever. I have, okay, here's a test. Uh, what do you do, what would you do with a leftover piece of lasagna? Leftover piece of lasagna. Oh wow! Now, now you have me excited. Oh. One, one thing, one thing I've done is I, you know, obviously it was leftover. It was cold in the refrigerator. Yep. You can cold, you can cut it into chunks and bread it, bake it and fry it and have lasagna bites. Oh, that's yeah. something fun. You can turn okay. it into a lasagna soup. Um, lasagna soups. Lasagna soup. That's something. That's a thing, and and it's really really good. You're basically cutting it either into strips or into squares, making a nice tomato broth for it. Do you have to do anything to those little squares of lasagna to keep them square? I can imagine that the layers of noodles and stuff would just fall apart inside the once you put a quart of broth uh, with them. I'd use it to finish. You know, so oh, I, would, okay. I would start that broth, and then I would use make them the to soup finish and then drop it. The yes, instead of simmering end. it for long periods of time. Okay. Yeah, make a nice, flavorful broth, and and keep in mind that you already have all those flavors in that lasagna. Yeah. So so make it light. You're gonna complement the lasagna. Right, right. Yeah, don't, don't be overpowering. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't use it as the garnish for the lasagna, the broth, and the versus. <laughs> oh, that's- yeah, Instead of everybody's the other way in around. these big flavor com- components in their mind, and then when they put them together, it's like, I overdid it. Right. Yeah. All I can taste now is the <laughs> tapatio. <laughs> Hayes said tapatio is really good. It is, but only a small amount. 
Yeah. Only a small amount. That's you, a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of well, fun. Thanks. That's, now I know something else to try with a chunk. Because I, I try to do that. You can't make lasagna in a tiny little pan. So I got, I, in fact, I didn't even make lasagna. A friend of mine made lasagna. And we had lasagna today because we made it. She made it this morning. I'm going to have lasagna tonight. It was delicious. Then, I, then I'm going to have lasagna tomorrow because everybody knows after it's sat for a little while, it's really, really going to be good. Caller, hold on just a second. If you're calling for a Cooley Region Cook, stick around. Be right there. Be right there. Uh, uh, oops, the button. Uh, Technical I don't, difficulties. I don't want, yeah, well, the button. There we go. Uh, caller, hold on. I'll be right with you. Uh, I, so lasagna is better tomorrow than, than today when you just made it. Oh, absolutely. And, but now i got to start doing something else with it. Right. Uh, you know, lasagna in a roll-up with the tomatoes. I was just going to go with, that direction. Yeah. Yeah, like cannellonis. If you if you have more lasagna sheets, go ahead and, and boil those off or hand make them, whatever, whatever you're up sure. to. Sure. And uh, take your ingredients from your lasagna, smash all of it up, maybe add some ricotta to it, and roll them and make cannellonis. So now you're doing Italian a couple yep. nights, or maybe it's pre-planned for a different night. Sure, and do sure. a different sauce. Maybe it's the Alfredo or the bechamel or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Have fun be, with it. I used up a bunch of uh, leftover chicken wings in roll-ups, made sandwiches, roll-up uh, sandwich. Uh, uh, and the ingredients inside were chicken wings. This one tastes kind of like barbecue. It is barbecue. This one tastes a little bit like spicy. It is. But that one has a, kind of a mayonnaise aioli thing going in. This one has no sauce at all because it's spicy enough all by itself. This is really good. And turkey and tomato and some lettuce. And Wow, I never would have thought of that. Me neither. It's just leftovers. And I need some room in that drawer That's for it. some more yeah. salad. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let me uh, let me do this. Baller uh, wasn't calling for Cooley Region Cooks. Generally, I'm I sorry do. to hear that. Hi, if you're calling for Cooley Region Cooks, Let's stick talk around. Food. If you're not, just hang up because in a minute you'll be on the air. A uh, little business on the air. We'll be right back. Do, if there is something that you would like us to try and turn into something else, call me. I don't have the talk and text line fired up, so you got to call me. 785-7914 does it. Cooley Region Cooking with Sean McManus. We're playing in the refrigerator. Cooley Region Cooks. I love it when people poke their head in and say, uh-oh, that doesn't, that looks healthy. Never mind. It's like the largest piece left here. What's going on? <laughs> There's a big one left. I'm telling you, sneak over here and you can have it. I can't even holler. Those guys don't maybe don't like. And, and one of the other, the guy who's in there. Super healthy, super nice guy. If he took his shirt off, you'd say, oh, my God, he's got a 13-pack. <laughs> he looks awesome. He's ripped and big muscles, and he looks fabulous. Then say, hey, when was the last time you had an ice cream cone? Ice cream? Oh, man, I haven't <laughs> eaten ice cream in years. I can't remember. Maybe when I was a kid. I haven't had any ice cream. Really? You haven't had any ice cream? Well, you know. <laughs> I take I mean, my coral calcium. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to eat. I, I get it. Everything in moderation. Absolutely. You can't just say no to anything that's fattening just because. No, because we, 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 we can have cheat days. So you got cheat days are actually good for you. I have <laughs> cheat vacations. <laughs> yeah, for two weeks. <laughs> well, but that's why I asked about baking. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if I can make this taste as good as yours and cut a calorie corner in some way. I mean, I said before, when the recipe calls for heavy cream... I'm not going to use skim milk because it's less calories. 
Right. I might use whole milk right. or half and half. Sure. Yeah. Uh, instead of heavy cream, but uh, it all depends on what it is and uh, how many other ingredients are there. Right. Uh, otherwise, you know. Otherwise, somebody else makes your recipe and says, "Well, this doesn't taste like the meat. <laughs> what did you do?" Well, I don't like garlic, so I left the garlic out. And, uh, you know, too much salt, so there's no salt in it. Well, of course it doesn't taste good. You left out the <laughs> two main ingredients. Tantalizing your taste buds. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but there's nutmeg. That's funny. Yeah, yeah there's nutmeg. That's funny because I got, I don't know, what it, what condiment do you have in your kitchen at your house that you have the most of? Oh, wow. Varieties of. Oh, I'm big into Indian spices, so, I, I mean, garam masala is probably one of my bigger ones. I, yep. I have really large jars of it. Um, no, no, don't tell me about the what jar, what's the biggest container Oh, biggest condiment. container no, no, of no, condiment? No, 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 what, what condiment do you have the most of? I'll give you an example. I probably have 11, maybe a dozen, I, not a dozen because I just threw a container away, uh, 11 different kinds of salt. Because okay. yeah. a long, long time ago, I got a I got a variety pack of salt, Himalayan salt, Alaskan uh, avalanche salt, uh, uh, salt from uh, Sweden, all uh, salt that's infused with garlic, infused with rosemary, infused with all kind, all different flavors of salt. I got lava salt for Christmas this year. It is jet oh, black. Yeah. It looks like coal, little yeah. shards of coal. Oh my goodness! It That's is a great garnishing so good. salt. Yeah, and it yeah. tastes so different than you know than salt, than the the, the lady with the umbra- the little girl with the umbrella. It, it, I never would have guessed. Yeah. That uh, that salt can taste so different and change the flavor of an item. I made lunch for a friend the other day, and sprinkled a little lava salt on it. Oh, what did you put on that roll up? I know it's was turkey and ham and tomato and lettuce and cheese and there was something something that really oh man that was lava salt yeah yeah, yeah. it just really pops you don't yeah. have to use a lot that's why i like it I like any kinds of salt a lot of the infused salt you don't have to use very much to get what you're looking for exactly it's kind of a zing yeah a pop exactly yeah and you know i have this habit with salts where if I'm going to be smoking something, I'll go out and actually have a fine uh, mesh sieve, and I'll put uh, Chinese rock salt. And I'll oh. actually smoke the salt, and then I'll put it aside, and then the next time I go smoke, I'll do it again. I haven't done that for a while, but that was kind of regiment oh, yeah. for a little while. I would say oils is probably one of my biggest thing. I've been is saving it? all my fats from my ducks. Oh, man. Um, everything that I'm breaking down, I've been just kind of, you know, reducing. So your your refrigerator looks like a science experiment, yeah, you know? I, I have two-liter bottles lab. full of duck fat. Yeah. yeah. It's, a lab, a little, a lab has been said before. <laughs> yeah, with a sticky note on it that says, duck fat, do not drink, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> the I, roommate's like, we need to clean the fridge. And, and I'm like, well, it's not bad. And she's like, the fats. What is all that? You know, you need a separate shelf for that stuff with a yeah. sign that says, don't look in here. You'll be so disappointed if you taste this raw. Or just put a note that says, "This, this you don't know what this is. You don't want to know what this is. But if Sean makes something with it, you're definitely <laughs> going to want to have a taste of that. Absolutely. Hey, can I get you to come back some Thursday? I would love to. It would be my pleasure. Thank you very much for, uh, for coming over. Sure. It's always fun to learn a few things about cast iron and about salt and about Filipino egg rolls. And uh, it's, it's always fun. I really enjoy it. Absolutely. Oh, next time, God, we didn't even do it. Next time, let's talk about 
You're a fun on the river. You're doing some yes, stuff with the yeah. Winona, Winona river boat boats. tours. Yeah, yeah, we're doing themed two-hour sunset cruises. We can talk. Definitely talk more about that. All right, we will. It's eleven o'clock on WIZM Lacrosse.